Hello and welcome to the Venture Talks podcast. I'm your host, Robert Fitzhugh from FilmSmart Productions, and I help make podcasts for the Venture Business Network. The Venture Talks podcast aims to provide bite-sized information with the sole purpose of helping SMEs and venture members get a better understanding of how people are running their businesses today. In this podcast, you will get hints and tips as well as practical insight from venture business members on how they run their day-to-day operations. Venture Business Network brings together a dynamic community of business owners and leaders, allowing them to share their knowledge and connections to support one another in developing a successful business. And this is exactly what doing this podcast is all about. In this episode, we chat to Sharon Farron about her unique business, Kokoro Zenware, and the business of organic fashion design. Hi, Sharon. Uh, Thanks very much for coming on to chat to us on the podcast. How are you? Very well. Thank you, Robert. Lovely to speak with you. Great. So um, for anyone who's tuning in, your name is Sharon and Farron and you, that actually rhymes on, I said out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, And you are, uh, if I'm butchering this pronunciation, uh, Kokoro. uh, Yes, that's right. Yes. Zen, I'm sorry, I apologize. No problem. It's Kokoro Zenware. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm an organic uh, fashion designer. That's kind of incredibly interesting place to be, particularly in these modern times. How did you end up kind of going down that road? Uh, it's a long, well, I'll make a short story. Yeah. Long. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I have a background in fashion and it's, it is a passion, but over 25 years I've had different boutiques uh, in Ireland and in Brussels and abroad in Europe based mainly. And I came back to Ireland a few years ago for family reasons for my parents and decided, well, if I'm going to get back into the fashion scene again, I'd like to be a little bit more ethical and sustainable, which is the, the you know, the buzzword for everybody. So I, uh, yeah, I started to research on everything to do with organic fabrics. And I discovered to my horror <laughs> that I'd been selling clothes um, and working with fabrics over the years that were all treated with chemicals, and uh, which we didn't really understand and most people don't. So that really you know, grabbed my attention. So I drilled down and focused more and more on real, uh, actual authentic um, organic fabrics and what makes them organic. And from there, Kokoro was born. And Kokoro is Japanese for your heart, your soul, and your spirit. So I really wanted it to reflect why I'm doing it and the philosophy behind the brand. So when you say organic, what kind of material is organic material? Well, anything that hasn't been treated plant-based normally and anything that hasn't been treated with chemicals, like for example, most um, t-shirts, suits, jackets, shirts that you buy that say that they're cotton would probably have been processed with caustic soda or ammonia to hold the arms and um, people don't realize when they're wearing clothes against the skin that nearly everything they're wearing has been treated along the process with chemicals so it's that that's i didn't know that at all yeah. um, so suddenly i'm looking at all my clothes going, oh my God. <laughs> sorry i don't uh, burn them burn them all no the um but does that so if i went into say this is just my own curiosity in the subject mm-hmm. if i went into a market and i yeah. saw like you know one of those kind of iron jumpers yeah, no, wool should be, I wool. mean, natural wool, of course, and yeah. the dyeing process. I mean, no, not everything, but if polyester, okay. polyester, polyester, polyester is the huge, you know, everything like tracksuits, you know, jogging shorts, all the sportswear specifically is mainly 
petroleum-based. It's all been treated in large vats with petroleum-based byproducts. Yeah. I, I'd imagine then to go into business selling garments made organic is 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 it a somewhat more difficult process to source these clothes and yes i assume it takes longer and they're more yeah everything is in slow motion it's it's a kind of exciting area it's like i would look at it like being the tesla of fashion in that hybrids electric cars and i'm not alone which is really nice i mean amongst my peers it's kind of global with London, Europe, America. There are lots of really interesting people and engineers working on new innovative ways to uh, make uh, be more sustainable, be more eco and be more conscious, not only for health reasons, but also for the climate and the planet to find easier ways of 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 you know producing yarns it starts with the yarn it's like you know people cooking you have the basic ingredients and then you make your meal so what i've done for the last two years is spent a lot of time a lot of travel meeting working uh, discussing learning as well with lots of interesting people along at the the i suppose the, the back end industry of the textile business and then with that with all my new education, I suppose, and we're always learning, I, I discovered um, bamboo. So now I'm focusing very much, I launched my brand more or less 100% working with bamboo uh, natural fibers. Oh, amazing, because I've seen some of your products. So I've seen that the, they all look incredible. They all the robes and everything, they look incredibly, just in the pictures and everything, look incredibly yeah. comfortable and airy and things like that. Um, yeah. Is bamboo a difficult, uh, because I, I I'd spoken to someone else in this podcast and they were they were using bamboo to make uh, cups and things like that, keep cups. Oh, is that's it, Zoe. Yes. Yeah. Zoe. She's yeah. Another eco warrior. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> is, is is bamboo particularly difficult to, to work with in terms of fabrics? I'd imagine yes. from my yeah, because you've got, I'm assuming you literally have to strip it down to. Yeah. Yeah, I'll explain a little bit. I mean, bamboo normally has been used in Asia and Japan. Again, the Japanese name coming back to its roots, excuse the pun. Um, but bamboo is all over Asia because of the climate. And it has a huge history there in their culture. I suppose it's like us with the Aran jumpers and wool and sheep yeah. in Ireland. So it's a natural product there. However, normally like Malaysia, Vietnam, Thailand, all these places, they use it for... Um, building because it's 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 a plantation you know the, the bamboo grows very quickly it, it's it's a natural plant that doesn't need any pesticides it just keeps growing i mean some people don't like it because it just spreads and grows expands so quickly however from an eco point of view it actually generates a lot more oxygen as a plant than most plants do it doesn't take anything natural um how to say uh, bioproducts from the soils it replenishes itself every 24 hours um it has natural antibacterial uh, how to say I, i'm not a, i'm not a full i'm not a horticultural yeah. engineer yet but <laughs> basically it 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 repels they're discovering lots of very interesting positive aspects to bamboo they even eat bamboo in in, in meals in asia they, oh, they, wow. use it, they use it for tea and there's different types of species and mostly the bamboo that they grow there is for building, making furniture, which you see, everybody knows. And, you know, the lovely bamboo cups from Zoe yeah. and things like that. And it's very, it's very cheap and easy to grow. 
um, the bamboo species that I'm working with is a little bit different. Why? Because over in Asia, they need the money. I suppose it's economy, but you know, the dollar rules. So it's because it grows so quickly and it replenishes itself so quickly. They're, they chop it down and it grows the next day a couple of feet and they keep doing that, making things to sell for furniture and buildings and things like that. So the, the area of bamboo into fiber for clothes, it's a very slow process. Like that's when you hear of slow fashion and they beat they chop the bamboo, they, they pulp it. It's a bit like, I suppose, the old way with linens and things like that. They, 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 they pulp up the uh, inside of the plant and they mix it with sodium, which is salt rather than chemicals in water. So it kind of turns into a, like a porridge. Yeah. And then with that, they dry it in blocks and they sheet it like you do paper. And with the paper, then they pull it piece by piece and and spin the yarn. Wow. So it's a very slow process. It's very natural. There's no chemicals involved. And for the bamboo silk that I'm working, it's the same plant, but they take the shavings and they dry it in the sun, which gives it that shine, uh-huh. which is why it's the silk. Yeah. So it's really interesting. You know? They look, they look, they just look like incredibly comfy kind of. They are, to yeah. Wear, very flowy, very, I like the style. I mean, um, it's super it just, soft. Basically, yeah. it's softer and lighter than cotton, which is why I didn't go into the organic. I mean, I could still work with organic cotton because I'm an organic company and I love everything that's natural. For me, I fell in love with bamboo because it's so light, it's so flexible like the plants for they use for everything it's just incredible you know it's 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 a uh, hypoallergenic so I, you know people who have skin disorders things like that it's easy so if you have eczema it's very it's very you know gentle against the skin so it's super light it's breathable you don't sweat in it which you will in polyester because it's it's sealed um so yeah it's all positive That's, yeah no and did you find just out of curious uh did you find when you went down the organic route was it was it was it literally was it was it your intention or it's just the more you learned about the garments no, the more you learned intention. about the fashion yeah no 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 it was very much i i i before i came home my last thing but one of the one of my little hats i was wearing i was lecturing in a business uh, university international trade for MBAs from first year to MBA level. And my area was global economics and international trade. And I had been to China to lecture there. And I've been to Kuming, which is very nice. It's uh, close to Tibet. And this is where they grow all their vegetables. It's the food basket for China, basically. And, you know, I just thought it's such a shame that we have lots of, I mean, part of my course that I designed for my students was about sustainability and the environment. So, you know, I'm, I've always been very conscious of how we impact in business. You know, business, of course, has to happen. However, there are other solutions. There's always a solution around a quick and um, polluting route. So, yeah, I've always been passionate about the environment. No, it's the only reason I ask is that my my partner is uh, studying to be a nutrition a nutritional therapist. Yes. Um, and literally, has she learns? It's just when you're talking about uh, pesticides and chemicals stuff. Yep. We're we've gone almost fully organic on the food side of things. Um, Fantastic. and it's it's only because, but it's literally like that knowledge is power. The the more, literally every class she learns something new. 
Yes. And that affects, like, I was like, let's get fruit. No, not getting the fruit, that sort of stuff. Do you <laughs> mean? So, but last week was okay, right. but you know, knowledge is power. So the more that she learns, the more yes. I, I become hyper aware of what things mean on the back of packaging and, and what right. is being sprayed on, on what we eat and now what we wear. I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. Uh, I was only thinking it from a, from a dietary consumption point of view. I wasn't yes. thinking about the clothes that I wear. And how they, so, um, no, it's just really, really interesting. Um, yeah. I, I saw... Um, like, so how, how has everything been with all that's going on um, uh, with pandemics and lockdowns and things like that? Have you been able to kind of um, uh, pivot or, or have you been able to kind of do anything or, 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 or has it been business as usual for you? Have you found yourself kind of struggling or? Well, I work, I mean, well, like everyone, I mean, globally, we're all affected. And lo- locally, of course, with lockdown, I mean, I was just about to launch my collection. So you can imagine, it's like, uh-oh. However, there's always something good, you know, in every in everything that happens. There's a reason for everything. Um, and I discovered what, at the beginning of lockdown, I suppose, I thought, okay, what can I do? You know, I work with a very small production studio. Everything is made in Radfarnham. It's all locally um, made. I just import, bring in my fabrics. And um, I thought, well, we have fabric. What can we do? We can't, you know, uh, the girls can't come to work. We have to be very careful, obviously, as everyone knows. So due to my my dad i suppose my dad went into hospital and of oh, the situation I, I live in an area where there's a lots of old cocooners so i decided right i'll i'll make i'll use my beautiful bamboo and make masks for all the um, people in the area that need them a community initiative so that kind of kept us busy right through covid was actually making masks for nurses carers hospitals we've been donating literally all around the area and in the local estates and the local grocery shops and things like that in my area and it seems to be thankfully there are more and more people now making you know the 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 fabric masks so that we're not using up the ppe for hospitals Ah. so um now i'm back i'm trying to just about to reboot the business you could say and uh start making clothes again well yeah Good and a nice story. I'm from busy, ironically. That's what you have to be doing. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I love to hear because I'm from Raffarnham, so nice to hear. Oh, really? Oh, okay, yeah. really? You must pop by and see. Yeah, yeah. Here. No, I'm from up uh, up by by Nookrov there in, in Raffarnham. Um, but uh, so that's great. So that's it's nice to know. Nice to see people uh, people adapting. And you are dead right. Uh, everything happens for a reason. So um, I mean, you you can. There's always a way to kind of take kind of learn something from it or, or, yes. or see, see new avenues when, you, when you're limited in what you can do. Um, so moving forward then, do you think that there'll be much change to what it is you're doing? Or, I mean, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna relaunch? Or do, you think, do you think you'll make yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm quite excited. In fact, I mean, I was discovered online. Thankfully, you know, we're all gone digital. And I was discovered by a group in America, which are connected. I've actually just sent my first uh, delivery out to New York to a boutique in Soho and they're operational. One of their boutiques is closed, obviously, because they're semi-open like everybody, stepping step by step. But it's very exciting. They're down in Soho and they specifically want my collection because of the fact that I am sustainable. It is original. No one is really working with the bamboo silk as a fashion product yet. Mm-hmm. So um, it's quite exciting that America is looking for me. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have exciting times ahead. I've, I've that going on. I'm also going to be, um, 
I have a collection going to a gallery in Dallas. Oh, wow. Uh, that are collaborating with Tesla. Oh, wow. Uh, and it'll be the first kind of showroom, com boutique gallery for all ethical, sustainable, eco designers. So that's really exciting. And that'll go out in the next two weeks and it'll be up and running hopefully from, from the summer. And then uh, I'm still with our little studio in La Farnham. Oh. We're busy bees. We're make, working again with more bamboo, thanks to deliveries coming in, because you can imagine everything was stopped during COVID. Yeah. So, you know, we're finding is that the supply chain is opening back up. And uh, yeah, we're going to launch our sportswear oh, for nice. Ireland specifically, actually. And that will be hopefully at the, the next two, three weeks, I'll have it online. It'll be available to order in Ireland. Well, actually, step would, by step. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I wouldn't mind a pair of shorts that I can play. Football in. Okay. No problem. Nice, silky smooth. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that's great. So, so like you're, you're talking there, you, you, you've been able to work away. Have you found being able to like, have you found the, the, the being shut off from a business owner's perspective to be quite isolating or have you been able to kind of leverage networking groups and things like that in order to kind of. Oof. Yeah. Well, I mean with the venture business network, luckily it was very quick to adapt and everyone went on zoom. Yeah. Um, and from my perspective, yeah, like we're doing this interview today, you know, it's, we have, we have technology and it's fantastic that we can, anybody who can adapt, it's vital. I mean, because we have to limit our face-to-face going forward. Travel is definitely going to be restricted. I don't mean restricted, but I normally go to textile fairs and I'm normally traveling, you know, every other week. Now I'm looking at it going, "Mm, do I really need to go? Exactly. Uh, Can I do it online? So all my bookings for, you know, what I I do in my business, it's travel-orientated. I will be relooking how I can, and I think other people will as well in other businesses. How can we adapt? You know. Well, I mean, I suppose then with things like your the gallery in, in Dallas, you won't be able to attend that. No, I was invited. I can't yeah. go to that. I was invited to New York. Obviously, I'm not going to the states right now, but that's okay, you know. And I think you just have to be patient, and I think people in business have to kind of you know, breathe, you know, it'll pass, do a little bit of yoga. Yeah. <laughs> Take a chill pill and kind of think, okay, what can I do? And accept the fact that it's not completely, we can't control everything, you know, and that we need to kind of sit back and think, well, what can we do and what's positive and how can we move? Even if it is slower, the business will still be there, but we just won't be, you know, going at rapid speeds that we were hoping to. That's my honest opinion. I think I think it is for everybody. We've all had to kind of sit back and digest. First of all, absorb what the pandemic is, and then see right how can we live, you know, with it because we might have to for the next year or so. You know. Yeah, I mean that one. Like even then, you're you're one hundred percent correct. I mean, I you're you're saying about designing masks. I mean, I bought. Um, I, I ordered masks from a company um for the purpose that were you know reusable ones with filters that Mm -hmm. were comfy because i assume that moving forward i will have to wear a mask when i go into town on the lowest i assume it'll just become something i'll have to do so i I, i've invested in something that's kind of comfy as opposed to something disposable and something i can reuse and that looks kind of good because i'd imagine that i'm never gonna i wouldn't feel comfortable getting on the lowest without a mask stuff like that so i might as well it's mandatory now and i know in europe and i mean like we're on catch up here really but in asia they've been wearing masks for years due to yeah 
That's how I look you know? at it. Is that if they, they, it's become commonplace for them. So I would assume yeah. it'll become commonplace for us. Yeah, and the thing is, if you have something like obviously I have the bamboo, and I'm selling them not for profit, so it's really a careware initiative. That's why I call it careware on my website. I give two for the price of one because that money goes directly to make more so I can donate another hundred to a hospital or a nursing home. And even the carers that, that come to the house for my dad, you know, they all have to wear the PPE. However, it scratches your face and I've had to wear it myself. And they're working long hours with those type of masks and their skin is just destroyed. And they absolutely love when I give them super soft and something nice and comfortable they can wear when they go home or go shopping, you know, to the supermarket. So, um, yeah, it's a really good cause. And uh, so that's why I'm doing it. It's a little initiative that I wanted to do because we do care. You know, and sure. to let them know that we absolutely care what they're and, and admire what they're going through. Yeah. I think I might take you up on one of these masks because my uh, not only was my partner studying to be a nutritional therapist, she's also uh, a hairdresser and she's oh, gone back to work perfect. as of yesterday. But she has to wear masks, and the masks she have everything you've just described. They hurt her face. They yes. leave rashes, stuff like that. So, um, maybe uh, bamboo silk is the way to uh, combat yeah. that. So it'll be something I'll look into. Yeah, we are with pleasure, with pleasure. So no problem. We have them and I'm making them. I'm going to continue making them because I think as people start to adjust and go out and understand about making wearing masks, that it'll be like wearing clothes. You want something comfortable against your skin, you it's, know? Uh, even fashionable, even the ones that I bought before, uh, and I'm looking at yours and they're quite they're quite stylish. And that's they what I'm to starting be. to think. I'm Straight away, you start to think, yeah, you know, like <laughs> I want to look good. I want to be able to, you know, eventually I want you want to be able to put your own logos on it for your business yes. and stuff like that. So that's kind of the way you'll end up going. Um, exactly. Well, I have that. If anybody in business, uh, from a B2B point of view, I have masks, the bamboo, the soft bamboo for businesses from a corporate point of view. Oh, cool. Or for the hairdressers, if they want their own brand or pubs or hotels or restaurants, anything company-wise or for businesses that are doing conferences, small conferences that are inviting people in, they could have their logo. I have all that. I'm, that, no, that no and that to me is a no-brainer because from yeah. a marketing perspective, you're, yeah. you're two birds of one stone. You're showcasing your business and you're showcasing how kind of yes. uh, health conscious your business is moving forward. So it's a no-brainer yes. to have stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's perfect. Well, I'll leave you there because I'm sure you're quite busy. I'll let you get back to work. Um, but thanks so much for coming on chatting a little bit about what you do. Um, the products look and sound amazing. So um, I'll definitely be checking them out. Okay, Grace, thank you very much. All right, thanks so much. Okay, all right, bye-bye, bye. There you have it. Sharon was an absolute delight and I really enjoyed our chat, particularly around the area of organic fabrics. Found it very, very interesting altogether. Uh, For more information on Sharon's business, just head over to www.kokorozenware.com. If you'd like to find out more information about the Venture Business Network, head over to www.venturenetwork.ie. Be sure to share us on social media. And if you're on iOS, drop into the App Store and give us a review. It helps get the word out. Until next time, stay safe and stay connected.